Welcome back to the Dave Gold Evolve Podcast, where industry leaders in the spiritual dating and business world help you truly evolve your life. Now welcome to your host, Dave Gold. Yo guys, quick break from the podcast to give a shout out to our two sponsors. First, go to Self Love Army on Facebook for a truly eye-opening experience. And then go to Real Life Vibes with a Z on Instagram or YouTube to awaken your subconscious mind. Now back to the episode. What's up guys? Welcome back to the Dave Godivad podcast. We've got a special episode here in person. Our guest, the one and only... Mr. Zen Man Academy, Sasha Thane, thanks for coming on the podcast today. What's up? Thank you. Yeah, it's my pleasure. So let's first um, get started with a little backstory on you. I, that's what I always love to do. Um, and also how we met. So, you know, where did you grow up, by the way? So I, I grew up in the south of France. And um, I grew up in a poor family. South of France. Like middle, middle class poor family. And uh, I was living in a neighborhood that was actually re- like a really bad neighborhood. So with bad influences of people. So when I was young, I was actually like, so I was very shy, like a lot of people know that. But what people don't really know about me is that as I was shy, I was also someone that was taking risks. I was taking a lot of risks. So when I was seven, eight years old in this bad neighborhood, I was actually stealing things. So I was going to the supermarket and stealing things on a daily basis. Because was, you were hungry? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, just because it was fun, because it was exciting. Ah, you like that adventure. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> You're like in Aladdin, yeah. stealing the, you know, the, the groceries and whatnot and the candies. <laughs> so I was doing that, but what I also did is that I was going to the basement of the apartments uh, that were really old. So they were made of woods. So what I was basically doing is going there and breaking there and stealing things uh, that were really expensive. I'm not going to say anything of what I was doing, but I stole some pretty cool shit at the time. Damn. <laughs> I did not know that. And, uh, and when I reached 11, 12 years old, uh, I actually got caught by the police. Fuck. And uh, all the stupid things I remember was real. Like I was just stealing some candies in the supermarket and yeah. they caught me up. So they called the police and the police came and I was crying and my, my best friend that was staying with me was laughing. I was like, what the fuck, you know? So it's a funny um, way to grow up because I was very scared of people, massively scared of people, yet very adventurous. I was always like finding a way to uh, excite myself in a way, you know? And, and the big thing is, well, so you're just gonna cut the, the thing? We're back. Yeah, okay, yeah, we're back. Uh, so yeah, and uh, so it was a funny balance, you know, like very difficult for me to socialize, almost impossible, especially with women. And at the same time, seeking risks. Yeah. And uh, when I was 12, I moved to another city and this is when things got really bad because mm-hmm. I lost all my friends. I had a bunch of friends there uh, from like early childhood and I lost all of them. And uh, I couldn't get make friends at that point. I was 12 and I really couldn't make friends. And um, 
this is when I started to uh, got bullied. Um, I started to play video games like, to escape from being bullied, to escape my reality. And um, you anyway, know, it got really bad when I uh, was 17 years old. Like, when I was 17, that was the worst year, one of the worst years of my life. Because I was literally being bullied every fucking day, uh, physically and mentally, both. And uh, it was really, really tough. And uh, then I got out of, of uh, high school and things got a little bit better, but still I had the wounds, you know, the, the wounds of me being bullied, me that couldn't make friends, me that couldn't socialize with women. And I had this like huge desire of meeting women. It was massive desire and it was growing and growing and creating frustration more and more. And um, at one point I said, fuck it, uh, I'll just do it. I'll just start approaching women. I'll just start handling the situation of my life and uh, that was um, that was four or five years ago when I decided to actually like okay I'm gonna fucking do this shit now mm -hmm. finally and uh, it was tough I mean I was very anxious when I was approaching a woman my first approach I was like shaking like ah! like literally and in front of the girl um, I was like super red and just like freezing I couldn't do anything but yeah. I, I continued you know not, I don't think we want to hear that, but there was some different stages in my journey. I went down and then back up and down. And, uh, and now here I am coaching uh, men, not just pick up, because... Um, do, you, do you call yourself a pickup coach? No, I don't call myself. Because oh, we're going to get into that. Um, and, and since you bring it up, right, uh, I have a lot of uh, overlap in Sasha's story. I also felt like I was bullied. Um, one of the reasons why I pushed away from my heritage, um, even though my parents were Jewish, I didn't want to get bar mitzvah. I didn't want to go to Hebrew school was because I felt like that, that was a burden to be associated with like uh, Judaism. And I also had no real connection with the opposite sex. I had like a girlfriend when I was very, very young. And then like she broke up with me over um, an online, you know, AOL instant messenger for the old folk here. And that kind of like tore me apart and I had no one to talk to. So I just decided like, I'm not going to, you know, even try with girls anymore. Um, and my whole life just revolved around playing video, video games, drinking grape juice, eating pizza and playing tennis. All right. And that was it. And, and, and then like, I get to university and what's my, what's my drive is how do I get laid? Like, how do I get, you know, some women in my life when I've never had experienced that and I see other people and it's not that difficult for them. Even though now I look back at a lot of those people and like, because it wasn't so difficult for them, they ended up settling for relationships that aren't that fulfilling anymore. Or um, they, they took it as easy. So they went down actually a bad path. Okay, with, you know, their work with drugs with other things like that. So in a way, I'm definitely very grateful for the shit that I went through. But I also, like you, got really into how do you seduce a woman? And there was one girl that I talked to here in Budapest who said to me, wait, guys don't know how to seduce a woman? Like, isn't that easy? And I'm like, I wish that I could say, yes, it's, it's so easy. But a lot of guys really don't know how to do it. And they really struggle and they self-sabotage and they have all these limiting beliefs mm -hmm. around attraction. So, you know, coming from that place, you as well, you know, you walk up to a girl, you're red, you're nervous. Um, I've gone through 
you know, hundreds and thousands of rejections um, of, you know, girls that didn't want to meet me, they didn't want to be with me, they didn't want to date me, whatever it was, okay? And I see that that's the other side, that there's a lot of guys that struggle. And just because you are a white male doesn't entitle you to get laid on command if you don't work on yourself. Yeah, actually, well, one, uh, one question I'm going to ask a lot is, how tall are you? And I'm pretty tall. You know, like I'm 191, six foot three, I think. So I'm a pretty tall dude, but what I always say is that, okay, yeah, I'm tall uh, and yeah, I'm attractive for sure. I know that some girls think I'm, I'm really hot. I know this, <clears throat> but how about five years ago? Can you explain me why no girls looked at me five years ago? Can you explain me that I was tall, same height? I was, you know, I could be attractive five years ago. Of course I changed a lot, but uh, can you actually explain me why I didn't get girls? I was same height, attractive. What changed? And I wanted to bring that up because Sasha's got a YouTube channel. You guys got to check it out. It's just Sasha Thane, right? Sasha Thane, yeah. um, and one of his videos, he says how to be, you know, magnetic uh, around women and people in general when you're walking down the street. And I was thinking, oh my God, there's definitely gonna be guys out there who are like, no, it's just because he's uh, good looking and tall. And you could easily jump to that conclusion. And excuse me, there are a lot of coaches out there who they fit the profile. Like they, they look good. They, you know, have certain attributes that would put them into this box where you're like, it's definitely because of his looks. But if you jump to that conclusion, you're probably putting yourself in a box, okay? And not understanding the reason behind why he's actually having success. So why is it that you're having more success now in your life with women and with work and you know, with leaving you know, an impact on other people's lives? I think the, the first step is put myself out there. Um, and sometimes when you uh, listen to uh, female coaches, you know, that talk about feeling better, feeling a lot of love, they tend to forget about you actually taking action, actually like going out and approaching women. That's the first thing. But the second thing is to um, unlearn a lot of bullshit or overcome certain things that happened in your past to actually become who you really are. I always talk about this concept of we already know how to speak to girls since the beginning, since day one. If you tap into your consciousness, and we can talk about that on a deeper level, but if you tap into your consciousness, if you tap into your love, and you let go of here, the mind, the head, you'll discover that you have already the skills to uh, speak to women and uh, seduce them, make them like you, and uh, have sex with them. So a good example that I love to give to my students is that uh, right now I have a girlfriend and um, I'm having a lot of sex with her, a lot of sex. And uh, oh yeah. <laughs> and then what is really interesting is that if I really tap into my intuition, if I really trust my intuition fully and I fully surrender to it. So I, I let go of my mind fully when I have sex and I just, embody who I am and this pulsation that tells me sometimes to do things. I will do certain things. So for example, certain position or certain way to lick her pussy or certain way to fuck her 
that I never seen anywhere, that I never seen anywhere or in porn or in some um, sex course that I read or even that I watched anything. You know, I'm doing things that I never seen anywhere simply because I'm letting go of thinking and what to do. And as soon as you let go of all of that, you tap into something that is beyond yourself. And There's going to be an explicit Zen Man Academy website coming to a theater near you in 2021. As well. <laughs> <laughs> so um, when, when you are, and, and, that's, and that's, why it's, that's why my work is based on, on this exact idea of letting go of your fears, letting go of some experience that you had in your past that hampers your reality right now, letting go of some of your identity as well. You know, a lot of men identify themselves with their mind. They think them thinking all the time is them. It's not you. It's simply you ident identifying yourself with your mind. That's it. You can decide your identity just like that. A good example of an exercise you can do um, in, your, in your life is think about how you see yourself and to which things you identify yourself. And uh, write them in the, in the book, wherever, write those things that you identify yourself and choose one of them to let go, to completely let go. And uh, if you are really interested in what exactly it looks like, well, I can take an example of my life. Um, right now, I have, I have like a shoulder injury just right here. And uh, it's been three weeks that I really can't work out. And one part of my identity, and you know it, we met in a gym. You want to know where we met? We met in the fucking gym. <laughs> in real life, we met in the gym. Yeah. But before that, um, we met online. Yeah. And uh, we met through a common mentor, Thomas Wiggum. Thomas Wiggum. Yeah. Shout out to, to Thomas. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we were kind of drawn together um, after going down um, kind of a similar path of frustration in our lives, struggle with women to starting to mentor and give back and also um, look at the seduction world and the, the, the pickup, right? As, as something that wasn't so healthy, that wasn't so positive. Um, and, and that was what I wanted to bring up to you on this podcast as well. So when guys come to you and they say, oh, you're one of them, you're one of that fraternity, part of that tribe, and they, what they're referring to is the pickup community. How do you respond? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I usually respond that I'm, it's, here's the thing. Yeah, I teach pickup in a way. In what I, sense? I, I, so what I do with some of my students is that we go out together. So I have a call and uh, I go out in my city, which is Budapest at the moment, and they go out in their city and we approach women together. I'm going to call you out on that. And I'm going to say, you actually don't teach pickup. No, because no, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not finished. Yeah, I I'm think you finished. teach natural attraction. Yeah, of course. But that's the thing. I, I teach pickup in a way because we do that. Yeah. And that's pickup. You know, you can call me whatever, that's pickup. But I also teach to own every area of your life to become truly attractive in a natural way, which is asking yourself, what is your purpose? And being able to answer it and being clear with it. Uh, are you loving yourself? Are you owning your sexuality? Are you comfortable being sexual as a person? And that means are you comfortable being sexual with women? 
with your family, with your friends, etc., etc. So we we work on different areas, and uh, and that's why I don't call myself a pickup guy because I'm not. We work on so many aspects. We work on on your pain, like where is the pain in your life? Are you unfulfilled in your job? Are you unfulfilled in your sex life? Are you unfulfilled woman? And if you're unfulfilled in one area, this area will, will affect other areas of your life as well. So if you want to become the ultimate man in a way, uh, or the Zen man, like that's my concept, it's Zen man, that's what I call it. Uh, you will have to own every area of your life fully from love. And just to put, you know, take the shade and, and, and reveal what's behind the curtain of, you know, who is a Zen man or who is the ultimate man, you have to really start to ask, okay, wait, what, what is that coach or what is that community preaching? Where's their energy at? Where's their, you know, love for their students, for women, you know, for other men as well, and the acceptance. And something that I've noticed about you is that, you really help men to awaken their heart center yeah. and to start to listen to their heart. Yeah. But with that being said, what if, what's the biggest misconception that you see when you tell guys to quote unquote, listen to their heart and then they, they try to do it, but they're going wrong. Where do they usually go wrong? Uh, they, they, so if you want to embrace fully your heart, uh, you'll have to let go of your mind. And this is where most of the people go wrong. Letting go of your mind. And um, the mind will confuse you. you know? so sometimes you will think that you're embracing your heart in a certain experience, in a certain moment. But in fact, it's the opposite. The mind is uh, affecting it. You know? So uh, I, have, uh, I have a lot of calls where I'm, I'm just shutting off the mind of my students. You know, they ask me like, oh, but how do I feel love? How do I uh, continue to feel love? And when you ask how from, to, to understand what is love, you move away from love. Because the very important thing to realize about embracing your heart, embracing your love, is that it's not something that you will understand. You have to let go of understanding what is love. It's not understandable. It is something you feel. It is something you be. And a good example I give to that is when you were born, you always wanted to drink water. You always had a desire to drink water. It's not something you think. You know, When you drink water, you just take a glass and you drink, right? Just like what I'm doing right now. Am I thinking when I drink water? I don't think, I just do it. Love is the same. Love is not something that you have to, ah, love, I'm gonna feel love. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna go pick up her, right? Alpha. So it's, it's not about that, it's about, it's coming at you, it's here, it's here already. It's like accepting that. it. Yeah. Yeah, letting it in, receiving yeah. it. Yeah, receiving it, allowing it. It's more allowing it and embracing it. Mm -hmm. Your love was, with you since day one, since you were born, even before actually. Whether you want it or not, your consciousness, your heart, your your soul is beyond your body. It's, and I, maybe I don't want to go too deep into that. That's something I go with my students. Um, but um, you had love since the beginning. 
you just decided not to look at it at one point in your life. And that might be because of your family, that might be because of school. You know, in school, we don't teach how to embrace love. We don't teach how to embrace intuition. We teach how to use the mind, yeah. You know, how to write, how to calculate, um, learning history and a bunch of other stuff. That's, that's the mind, that's understanding. But we don't teach how to feel love, how to follow love and how to embrace it and how to let it guide your life. I mean, who knows that? Who embodies that? Few people, not so many people. And actually one of my goal, um, not now, I'm, I'm still a bit young, and, but one of my goal in 30, 40 years is to um, have one class uh, in every school of France where we teach intuition and love, mm. along with mathematics, literature, history, geography, there'll be a class of love and intuition. Because learning that and embracing that can change life, literally. Can change the, the path of your life in a very healthy way. You know, it will change the lens so much that we could have such a better society, such a better place here. What is love? Baby, don't hurt me no more. And in the end of the day, maybe you should allow yourself to be hurt because love can be in many forms and shapes and sizes. It can also be pain as well. And you need to learn to love that pain, to love that hurt, and to love that suffering that, you, that we all go through. Um, you know, something I was thinking was um, a lot of guys have an adverse reaction, women as well, to say three words. Do you know what they are? I love you. And it's scary. I remember the first book that I read on dating and seduction. The author was like, never tell a woman that you love her unless you want to marry her. And this year, working with Tom and meeting you and all these amazing you know, gals and guys, I start to realize that I can say those three words and mean it. And it can have a profound impact on the relationship when you really display your love and your support and your compassion for someone else. Doesn't matter what they're going through this, you know, it's unconditional. And a lot of people are going to struggle with that one because they're not going to be able to say it back. They're not going to understand what it means. I've had, you know, a friend recently tell me, get out of your love story. And I was thinking, well, how about you get into your love story? How about you start to enter into that narrative, which is love rather than the business and seduction and capitalistic game. Because, you know, something that I've been learning more about over the last few weeks is spiral dynamics. So it's like a psychology chart from Claire Graves, learned it from actualize.org. And there's different colors on the scale, from like red and blue up to like orange and green and yellow. And <clears throat> when you get higher, you become more conscious, you become more loving, you become in more of a giving state. 
you, you start to understand what it means to serve. And then there are certain words that you will have seen them thousands of times in movies and books. You have read about them. You have heard them from other people, but they won't resonate with you until you get to a certain scale on the spiral dynamics. You won't awaken your mind to a certain place. And one of those words that we talk about a lot in this podcast is the word to serve. And something that I see, you know, with you and the way that you interact with your students and you coach some of my students and you really come at it from a place of servitude, not only for men, but also for women. How can you serve those women? How can you give back? And, and how can you get to that higher state of consciousness? Yeah, yeah. So, and serving basically how, how to serve someone. Uh, it's to understand a little bit the need, you know. If you want to coach someone, so maybe there are some coaches out there that are listening. If you want to coach someone, you need to understand what this person needs, not what this person wants. It doesn't matter. You need to understand what do they need and what do what is going to trigger them to get what they need. You know? So serving is uh, can be done in many ways. You know, sometimes you have to go against someone to serve that person. You have to call them out, for example. Calling trigger them. Out, them. Trigger them. Um, or sometimes just loving them, embracing mm -hmm. them, saying, wow, that's great. You're doing a great job right now. That's serving as well. Serving is a complex thing, if you understand from the mind. Yeah, it could be tearing down the ego, yeah. or it could be building that person up and showing them that love and support that they need when they're going through difficult times, okay? Or taking them off the pedestal that they're on or taking them, you know, removing the lens when they see others on a pedestal. And that's not fair because they're not valuing themselves. You know, I'm sure you see this a lot in men as well that you coach that a lot of men, they don't see their innate value. They don't understand how much greatness they have inside, how amazing that they could be for the world, how mm -hmm. much, you know, other men that they could affect, how many beautiful women would love to be with them. And they limit their opportunity and their greatness in life. Would you would you agree with me? Yeah, I just had a call about that actually. Uh, a little bit a little bit earlier, I had a call about the fact that my student, when he listens to his mind, he doesn't deserve a woman that is really attractive, and to the point that he will not even talk to them, like approach them in the street or anywhere because he doesn't feel worthy. And if this same person, the same student is embodying his heart, he will say something totally different in that sense. And he knows it deep inside that he has so much to offer, so much. It's a 30 year old guy, uh, entrepreneur working on his business, making a lot of money. Um, that has an amazing We've heard person. that story a thousand times, right? Yeah, it's uh, and um, he has an amazing personality, like a great personality. Like having a conversation with him is really interesting. It's it can be fun. It can be, you know, like it, it makes you feel young almost to have a conversation with him. But as soon and so, I, what I noticed about him is that as soon as he goes out there and approach. He becomes someone else. It's like he's putting a mask, and it's a mask of someone that is going to fail mm. because it's, it already failed and it's going to fail again. You know? 
So the whole point here is to take off that mask and be who you really are from love. That's the whole, that's, that's the whole work. It's not about learning a bunch of stuff. It can be about that at some point for sure. Maybe you want to learn about sales, some techniques, uh, maybe some techniques in the bedroom as well. And it's fine, but the big part of the work is about you and learning about mm. the bullshit that you have going on. What about, because um, last our last interview was more about uh, online dating. Um, and this, I feel like you're more of an advocate of when you see someone in real life, yeah. having the courage yeah. okay, and the dominance and the masculinity to go and approach that person. How much emphasis do you put on um, subcommunication, body language, well, eye contact? Yeah, it's the main, one of the main things, you know, of course. Mm -hmm. it's, but, you know, like all of that, if you just really relax and present, all of that will come very naturally. You'll have a very good eye contact if you relax with someone. You'll have a very good body language if you feel totally relaxed with a person. Mm. So uh, I, I teach, yeah, I teach like uh, body language. I have a, a whole module about body language. Um, I teach tonality, I teach um, all of this stuff. But the, the main thing is, because if you teach someone body language, but it's still not relaxed, it will not work anyway. Look very forced. Yeah. They'll be too stiff, you know, yeah, yeah. it's like, all right, chest out, shoulders back, and then relax, you know, <laughs> don't come up and be like super like macho manly, yeah. all right, or else girls are going to immediately see that on you, yeah. and they're going to want to walk past, and you're going to be like blocking the way, and you're going to show no empathy. If you pretend something with women, they'll, they'll, they'll see it right away. right away, they can detect that shit. We were on the last uh, mastermind group call with Roxana, and a lot of guys were asking, so do you know whether you want to sleep with the guy before that you meet him? And she's like, actually, a lot of women do. Yeah. They'll see the guy approach and they'll know right away whether he's someone that, you know, they could see themselves being with yeah. um, in a relationship or in the bedroom or whatnot, just by the way that he moves, just by his energy. Yeah, they will tell it right away. And then it's about you not fucking it up. <laughs> Basically. Uh, my girlfriend, for example, when I met her, I knew How did you meet your current girlfriend? In, a, in front of a university mm -hmm. in the street. And uh, it was a very, very natural approach. I was not here to approach specifically. I was just here to chill. I had my coffee and I was also like eating a, a pastry, you know, and I had chocolate all over my mouth. It was, That's so sexy. She probably was, wanted to lick it, was, it off. It was fucking lips. disgusting. <laughs> that was disgusting. And I, and I was not planning to approach, you know. I was just like enjoying myself. And, um, and I see her and I'm like, okay, like she looks cool. And then she sits down and I see her ass and I'm like, Whoa, she's my type. You know? So I'm going and, uh, and, and I just asked her to, so at the time I didn't know it was a university, this big building, I was new to Budapest. So I like, you know, I asked her like, hey, is this a university? And, um, and she said, yes. And then she just bombarded me with questions because mm -hmm. I was just really relaxed and present and I liked her, so I was projecting that. You know, I was not trying anything. She was the one chasing. She asked me my name. She asked me for my number. She, she really like did the whole job. I was just being here, you know. And uh, and right off the bat, I knew she wanted to fuck me. I knew it. So it was just me about being relaxed and handling a little bit of um, limiting belief that she had on the first date, and then we uh, had an amazing sex. Really. 
Well, what do you think about like um, escalation? Do you think that guys need to try to escalate as fast as possible and that the sex needs to happen on the first or second date? Or, you know, could they wait a little bit considering there's not yet that vaccine out, okay, to everyone? Maybe they should wait, you know, keep a little social distance, don't want to catch the, the COVID, or maybe they just want to get to connect with someone on a deeper level before they start exchanging body parts. Yeah, I mean, so first, of all, first of all, connection can happen while still having sex. Mm -hmm. You don't have to connect before. Um, and there's no rules here. Like you can, the only rule is what does your heart say at this right moment? Does it say that you want to be sexual? And if you want to be sexual, why are you stopping yourself from not being sexual? From being sexual, sorry. Um, and if you don't feel like being sexual, why are you forcing yourself to be sexual? You know, are you trying to uh, be a tough guy because you're not sexual for the first 20 minutes? You know, Because when you follow some pickup company, they tell you that you should sexualize as soon as possible. So a lot of guys will force the sexualization when it should be just natural because you feel it. So me personally, when I sexualize with a woman is when I get hard. As soon as I get hard during a date, well, I guess it's time, you know, I just feel it. And it will be very natural. You know, it doesn't have to be on a verbal basis. You know, people think it's just about what you say that really matters. You can be sexual by saying, what time is it? And then looking deep in the eyes and feeling that sexual energy going in your body, you know. For example, one thing that is uh, really interesting before you speak is that with my girlfriend, I can feel when she's horny. If I make, if I get her closer to me, and she, she touches my body and I get her as she gets closer to me, I know she's horny. It's mm. just a, a connection that you can feel with someone you feel connected with. Same during a date, you will feel sexual when she will feel sexual. And if you feel sexual in a total relaxed way, she will feel it as well. I trust that. It's my full experience with it. Some pretty raw footage right there. We're going to have to put this episode on explicit. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that, that is the intuition coming into play where you're really trusting what your body is telling you to do. Okay. Rather than following a script or this technical game where you need to go from step one to two to three and follow this system. Okay. You should throw all of that in the garbage and start to follow your heart. Okay, and start to get into your body, get more in touch with your body. An exercise that Roxana said on the group call that was very powerful was some of the guys who um, are struggling with approaching women, okay, or struggling in the bedroom are just not in touch with their body. Maybe they need to start to explore and discover it a little bit more and not just a quick, you know, wank and, and, and that, you know, burst of, um, dopamine to the brain, yeah. all right, actually sit with your, um, with who you are and start to figure that out. What do you like? Which parts of your body are sensitive? Okay. And, and that'll really get you out of your mind and into your body. And you'll be able to start to trust rather than doubt. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I actually want to, I have a library for my students. Yeah. Uh, and um, one module is about self-pleasure. The way you, the, people think that sexuality starts 
when you're a fuck girl. It doesn't. If you want to be a sex god, you need to masturbate in a certain way that, that is not uh, the, the typical way. And the typical way to, to masturbate is to be in front of a computer, just like right now, and sitting and just jerking off like that while watching porn. And think about it a little bit. Is it actually how you will have sex with a girl? Is it actually how you will have sex with a girl in front of a computer and a girl fucking like that? Probably not. So think about how you masturbate now and how you can connect it with fucking a girl. You are free to do whatever you want. Think about that. I have a video in my Zen Men Academy group where we where I actually talk about what to do when to masturbate. I give some little advice. So if you want to join, you can join. It's the unit one of my group. But uh, the way you masturbate is the way you fuck. There's one guy that talks about that. His name is Andrew Mjok. And uh, I learned this from him. Like the, the way you masturbate is the way you fuck. And if you change the way you masturbate, the way you're going to fuck is going to be so different. And uh, it, this is coming from a guy that used to struggle with premature ejaculation and erectile dysfunction. Like when I started to have sex, I was such in a bad moment, in such in a bad period. Like it was horrible. And girls were literally rejecting me every time I was fucking them because I was lasting not one minute, five seconds. And I, not one minute, it was five fucking seconds. I was going inside, one or two strokes, and then I was down. That was my sex life at the beginning. <laughs> it was bad. It was bad. And uh, it created a bit of trauma. Um, but, uh, and that's actually why I got into Tantra, then BDSM. Um, because I really wanted to give pleasure to women. I really wanted to give pleasure to myself as well. You know, when you come quick, you don't really feel so much pleasure. You know, feel more frustration than anything. Yeah, there's that, that frustration, that pain, that doubt and that shame. And there's enough shame going around that you don't wanna be putting more shame onto yourself these days. What you need to be doing is supporting yourself showing yourself love so wow all right well we've covered a lot and yeah. um, i think that this is just the first time that um you're going to be on the the podcast so let's leave it off with our final question where is the zen man academy going in the next 12 months mm, good question um I, I i want zen man academy to be a movement that's something i'm going to bring more and more to the table. So, and, uh, and we can see it more and more there. There are more and more people in my group engaging, uh, posting, you know, uh, and they are really interested in became, becoming who they really are. You know, they can see that uh, it's something they can attain. And yeah, everyone can attain that. Everyone can attain self-mastery, you know, knowing who you really are, embodying that, living that, breathing that. So I'm really excited about what's coming next because my YouTube channel is gonna be big, I think. In one or two years, I feel it. Mark my words. <laughs> if you're watching this now, in two years, you can check my YouTube channel. It's going to be big. I know it. I feel it. So, yeah, my, my plan is to really uh, create a huge movement of men uh, coming from a healthy place, you know, uh, wanting good for girls uh, and owning who they really, really are. Stopping the bullshit, you know, cut the bullshit and start doing the work, basically. Amazing. A lot of you guys already know Sasha, for those of you who don't, and this is your first exposure to the Zen man himself, 
This is an opportunity, an excellent one, to join the Zen Man Academy Facebook group, to subscribe to his YouTube channel, to reach out to him. Okay, a lot of my students in the Dave Goldivald Mastermind have worked with him and can attest how powerful that work can be on trying to find your Zen state and your true masculinity. So Thanks. as, yeah, you're welcome. As always, you guys know the deal. If you like this episode, if you learned something, which I'm sure you did, the only cost is to like, comment, and share it with a friend, okay? Subscribe to my YouTube channel as well, just Dave Gold Evolve. Jump into the group, and we will all see you in the next episode. Peace. Peace. Yeah. Yeah.